So, hey, I'm the Rock God of Podcasting, Charles McFall, and here's another great episode. Mike, you got a question for me, man. What is it today? All right, sir. Uh, here's the situation. Just recently, uh, we're at a point in time where the People's Choice Podcast Awards have just finished off. And um, as far as winners and losers go, it looks this year a whole lot like it did last year, with the exception of somebody has decided to raise a red flag and call shenanigans. Um, and I'm not going to go into detail about who and why and where and what. I'm going to let you kind of fill that in as it's appropriate while, while you're giving me the answer. Bottom line is, there's this quote-unquote controversy involved with accusations of cheating and the reaction of the guy who uh, organizes the event itself and all the podcasters involved. This thing has turned into a total brouhaha, and I'm really curious about your opinion on the subject. <laughs> Man, there's so much that goes into this. It's, it's, it's going to be an interesting ride today, so uh, hold on for the ride and, and let's rock and roll. You know, I... I'm slightly hesitant to talk about this kind of thing because over the last almost 12 years now, I have really made an effort to recently, I guess I should say, I've really made an effort to avoid controversy and getting in the middle of muck and fights because I'm a natural born fighter. That's, that's what I do. I can be very mean about it. I'm very, I can be very good at it. I can destroy things. But in the process, it hurts myself and my reputation and everything I'm trying to build. And I used to raise hell. And I've called Todd Cochran out before on a show because of how he handled advertisements and this and that without knowing what went into it, without knowing his side of it. And that's my thing. My history has been to always jump to judgment and run my mouth and give my opinions without knowing anything and then either come off looking ignorant or like an asshat or any of the above and in this case i think i have a little more insight on things but i want to talk about first i I just i hesitate to say ugly things about people in public because me when i vent especially when i when i get on a roll and i'm just getting the reactions out i can i mean i can be brutal when I would never really say that kind of brutality to somebody's face because I like them. I like Todd Cochran. I think the efforts that he's put into the podcast community over the last 12 years have been good. It really has helped move us forward. It brought money into the community. It opened doors. Um, the podcast award thing is, is what it is. And, you know, different things have gone on. I, I think that's a good thing. However, I do think he's, he's I think he's, I think he's done, honestly, at this point, just from looking at his behavior in public uh, over this issue. I, th- I think I think the old guard of podcasting is falling away, and those who take it seriously, those who treat it like the profession that it can be all the way around, hold ourselves to a higher standard. We're moving forward, and we're growing yet to another level, and this is going to separate the hobbyists, the wannabes, the thinkers, from the the doers and the livers. So you know what? Let me go ahead and talk about the podcast awards. So the whole awards, in my opinion, are is built on a faulty premise. Okay. This is what I'm gaining from seeing gaining. I gained insight from seeing what Todd has said. Now, Todd. So the controversy is one network. 
the Diamond Club Network and Frog Pants Network. I guess it's two networks, but they they are side by side. They're associated with each other. They teamed up, as you should do with networks, and they had an app. And the app, if you go to their website or whatever the web page was, it would take you then to the podcast awards. And it would float a document or a little thing on the side that said, hey, these are the shows that we are we have nominated. We want you to vote for them. And the only way you really know about the app is if you listen to their shows or are part of their community. It doesn't fill out anything on the form. It doesn't fill out anything. You as a human being still have to go in and pick whatever shows you want. Sure, it says, hey, here's our suggestions, but you pick, and their community, of course, is going to follow the suggestion list. You still have to type your name in. You still have to type your email in. You still have to hit send. You still have to then go to your email and verify it. This is clunky. This is a bad system set up. I hesitate to criticize the system because I don't have an answer. That's my new way of living. I hesitate to rip you apart and say what you're doing is is shit if I don't have a way to clean the shit up. If I don't go, hey, this is really shitty over here, but here's a garden hose and some Dawn, and let me help you scrub that off and make it better. So I don't know a better way to handle the podcast awards. I don't know a better way to handle any popular vote. I think voting once a day for 15 days is a ridiculous amount of work. I don't feel like my audience wants to do that. I don't feel like I really want my audience to do that. I think the nomination process is beautiful. Hey, just one time, make sure you get everything in. And I personally suggest a number of podcasts, not just in my network. Although this year I am running the giant size team up network. We've been going for a little while now. I had a number of shows that I pushed on the network and said to my fans, to my people, to my listeners, and I, ha- I emphasize the my because that becomes a part of this whole controversy that is going on. This stupidity. That's what it's called. This stupidity that is going on. But I suggest it said, hey, not only put my show that you like, breaking the panel, not only put my show that you like from the Helicarrier, why don't you support our network? Put DC on screen in this category, MCU cast in this category. Put my friend's What a Relief podcast in that category. Put my other friend, Grammar Girl, in this category. I made a list of shows. I went category by category thinking, do I have somebody that I love that I can help support here with my audience? And, do, you know, who is that? I spent a good amount of time building that list. And when we promoted the nominations as a network, we used that same list. I sent the list to the people who were on it and asked them to use that list. And if they changed it, they changed it. And all of us did it nicely. All of us said, hey, this is who we are supporting. Of course, you can fill out any show that you love. But we're these are the shows that we love. And if you love, if you have no show that competes with this, please help us out and get this nominated. It's what you do. Podcasting is a community. Life is a community. And if you go at it as it's mine or you go at it as you're the enemy, you will never, ever make any progress. Do baseball teams actually hate each other? Maybe some, maybe there are some true, I mean, I know there's some true rivalries and some true enemies in the superstars of sports, but for the most part, you get traded from team to team. Today, you're going to walk in and you want to destroy that team. As soon as the game's over, it's called sportsmanship. Everybody shakes hands. Everybody has fun. Some guys who are friends 
actually even go out after the game and party together with one of them lost and one of them won, you know, because it's a game. It's a thing. It's a community. Basketball players are a community to themselves. Baseball players are a community because they do something special. Podcasters are a community to ourselves. Now, in our case, our audience is a much larger part of that than anything else. But it's a community. We help each other out. And if you can't do that, why are you here? Why? Why Are you seriously trying to compete in an industry that was built off of radio that is super hard and competitive to get into? And at any moment in time, I just had a friend, just had a friend who lost his job, not because he was bad at it, but because the radio station he worked at was a sports station and it flipped to be a music station. Guess what? We don't need a sports guy anymore. Sorry. Laid off 100 people because the station flipped. That's that's what you want to build this into? I don't want it to be the Wild West anymore. You know, when we first started this podcasting, it was do whatever the fuck you wanted to do. And I said, fuck there. Just to emphasize, we said, <laughs> we said that a lot in the early days. It was, hey, we're not radio. We can say fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> It was so childish and stupid. But that's my point. We started childish and stupid because with anything new, that's what you do as human beings. We take it new. We're like, oh, we can do this. I'm going to do this all the time. And we, some of us did it well. Well, I would say some of them did it well. Some of us, including myself, did it poorly and had to struggle to find the right way to do it. I spent the last 12 years refining my craft and my business in podcasting, with my family, with my friends, with outside listeners, going, we like what you're doing. You're doing a great show, but this community thing you're talking about, we don't get it. It's a joke. You know, oh, the podcast, well, sure, we'll vote for you because you ask us to, but what's the point? It's a joke. It's silly. It's stupid. And I'm like, no, you don't understand. We're building something bigger. We're building something professional, and we're moving forward. And so when it comes time to nominate, that was a great process. You do it one time. Here's the list. If you like our list, great. If you don't, don't. Go and nominate. And they're done. No extra verification on the, the listener's part. No extra work. Takes five minutes. Done. The voting, though, it's, 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 it's difficult at best. The voting is... Every day, man, it's work for me, and I want my show to win. And I got on Facebook and Twitter every single day, tagged some friends in a post, had a great writer in Chris Wisdom making some amazing posts for us and promoting it on all the different Facebook pages I'm on and, and putting out posts and always being trying to be aware in people's faces. I asked my friend Jim Brewer to back us, and he did, and we got on his page a couple of times. And it's a lot of work. For something other people don't believe in. And I put way too much, I put way too much effort and way too much belief in it. Am I mad at Diamond Club and, and Frog Pants? No. You've worked hard to become a network that's respectable. You've worked hard to get the audience that you have. Did Diamond Club have a few doors open for them? Of course they did. They come from the, if nothing else, the internet TV side of things. So they already had a larger audience, a larger backing is that their fault? Hell no. Would I use that for his mind? Fuck yeah, I would use that of his mind. Am I, there are different advantages and disadvantages to everybody who votes. There's no way to make a level playing field when you have juggernauts playing with rookies. I'm somewhere in the middle. I'm not a rookie. 
you know, I have a small audience compared to some others, but I have a motivated one. But I'm no juggernaut. You know, I don't get ten to 15,000 downloads per episode. When it comes to a popularity contest, that is, that is exactly what needs to be done. Or is done, rather. You have to have a large audience. Why do you think Republicans and Democrats win every year, every time there's an election? Because they have the largest, longest-running audience. Libertarians, uh, Green Party, Independents struggle because... By nature, you're the outsider. There's always these audiences that are established, and there's so much saturation that can go on. So going back to the controversy, Frog Pants and Diamond Club teamed up. I think the number that Ty Cochran throws out is 17. 17 shows came together. Da, 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 I don't know. There's only 12 categories, so I'm not really sure. Maybe it's just an off-the-cuff number they threw out. But, of course, they won. I, my first estimate was they had gotten – about six out of the 12. But then when I looked at their list and saw the winners, there were shows I didn't realize were associated with them that they took down 10 out of the 12, I believe, of the awards. That's life. That's life. I'm not mad at it. Okay, they're a juggernaut. How do I be like them? Or maybe how do I become part of them? You know, am I doing a show that they would like that they don't have for their market yet? How do I tap into it? You know, it's how do we help each other out? So the... That's the controversy. And it was brought up, from what I understand, by somebody who didn't actually get out and promote their own show for winning. They didn't talk about it. I I got this from reliable sources. Now, here's the thing about Rock Out of Podcasting. This is my story, period. So when I refuse to name names, it's because I don't want to tell their story. They're not here to tell their story. I could be putting words in their mouth. I could be adding things to the story that I thought I understood that I misunderstood. So when I refuse to share a name or to quote somebody... It's because I'm trying to tell my story and get to my point. But I do have it from a, tr- a source that I trust that went and looked at things and said, the guy who sent the screenshot to Todd, the show that was represented by him, I believe was nominated up for an award and lost because we all lost to the juggernauts. Uh, they didn't promote their show. They didn't go out and say, vote for me every day. They didn't put out links to the podcast awards. They They... Didn't do anything social media that could be tracked back and say, oh, okay, we see you busted ass and and you kind of have a legitimate complaint here. And your legitimate complaint is my show's not big enough. That's not a good enough complaint. Seriously? Oh, the game, the system. No. It, the whole thing's a game, number one. Number two, they broke no rules. Number three, no matter what you want to call this guide, if they just had it, which I've done in the past, if they've just had it on their own website where you you have it up in one tab and you see here's who we want in these categories, and then you open up the other tab and you see the podcast awards, you still have to click it in. They still had to have the physical people dedicated to go in every single day and vote those shows in those categories. And then turn around and wait for the email to come in and confirm it. That's that's exactly what the podcast awards want to do or should be doing, in my opinion. You say, Todd, you say motivate your audience. They motivated their audience. Serial was up against me last year. It's a different category. It was a general category that's not that doesn't exist anymore. Serial was nominated. If you don't know what Serial is, that's fine. But NPR, National Public Radio, hugest public radio network in the world. I'm exaggerating there because I don't know that for a fact. But I know they're huge in America for sure. They have tons of money behind them. It's listener supported. It's all this stuff. But they are a paid network of radio stations. They made their own podcast. 
and it's called Serial, as I, I led to, and huge juggernaut. I mean, it brought a lot of attention to podcasting. It, it broke records with downloads. Great. And as far as I can tell, amazing quality, good work. Well, they were in their off-season because they, they were handling live TV. They did seasons. They were in their off-season when the nominations came out. And they got nominated because fans are motivated. They weren't on the air saying, hey, go nominate us. As far as I can tell, NPR doesn't even know the Podcast Awards exist, much less give a damn that it exists. They got nominated. They're in my category. And my only hope was they're in the offseason. They're not promoting it. Maybe people won't care enough to come vote every day. And I worked hard last year to get, or actually I guess it was two years ago, and then the ceremony was last year or whatever. But I, I worked hard to get nominated. And to, to, I mean, I worked hard to, to win. Nope. They killed us. Zero and one. Because why? Because even though they don't give a flying fuck about the podcast awards, even though they don't acknowledge our existence at all as a podcast community, they don't care to be a part of it. They still have an audience that wanted them to have the accolades. And that has been a major problem to me with the awards for a long time. So Todd took steps to, to fix that this year. He said it's a minimal $10 entry fee, and that does sort out a lot of riffraff. It also sorts out those big shows that couldn't give a crap, don't want to participate, and their audience would roll us over anyway. You know, it definitely sorts that out. So that was nice step, Todd. Kudos. I like that. However, you still failed to make categories that people have asked for. You separate it by new show versus old show. Separated, you know, categories. Best, you have five nominees in each section of it, but gaming, you know, gaming. Make it gaming 5,000K download and under, and then 5,000K and over. You know, so you have two winners in that category designated. Oh, can't do that. I, I don't know why. This is why I'm trying to be very just plain factual speaking versus my normal that I'll give you on this show because don't know why you can't do that, but you won't do that. Okay. People have suggested that people have suggested podcasting for a year or two years or less podcasting for two years or more for that particular show. There's definitely ways to make it more even, but the fact that you have to go vote Every day for 15 days is ridiculous. It's too much work. Nobody in the world wants to do it. In the past, the only reason I stand on it this time is because I'm the head of a network and I'm trying to lead by example. But in the past, I've forgotten to vote in certain days. You know, I reminded my wife and she probably only voted five out of the 15 days. And I would remind her because people, this, this is not their world. They listen to the show. They enjoy the show. They want to support you. In that moment, they'll go support you. But Jesus Christ. Every day is too much. And then they don't believe. They don't believe we can win. People on my own team, you know, in my own crew here at GSTU, well, not here because this show is not on GSTU. I'm just, it's my show, but I'm, I'm running the GSTU. They said it was, it was a joke. I mean, the second, I mean, producer Mike, who is sitting here with me today, he even said the second he looked at it, and if I misquote you, Mike, I'm sorry, but he, he looked at it and went, this is, this is convoluted. People aren't going to want to click on this. People aren't going to want to do this. This is a, a lot for you, especially for your average person who doesn't parse things like this, who doesn't understand all the 10 shows in different categories, and you got to find the category. I mean, not just that. It's to click in the dots, putting your name in right, and and waiting for that email to confirm it. 
I think your average listener is going, ah, man, once is enough. I'm done. And once isn't enough. It will never be enough in this system. It needs work. It needs help. Did did Diamond Club and Frog Pants game the system? I say no. You guided me. You still had to have the people who gave a damn about what you did to vote for you. Period. That's the bottom line. That's what they had. Oh, put in a rule you can't guide people to... Okay, let me go back. I'm out to get off into negativity space, and I, I really refuse to do that. I really want to stay with what my point is. Let's make things better, and it's time to grow the fuck up. That's the theme of this show. It's time to grow the fuck up, and we're going to end with that in a, in a little bit. But going back to some insights I had with Todd. So I'm looking at this stuff that he's putting out publicly. I mean, he started on Twitter. I know he messaged uh, Brian Ebbett, who is of Coverville, and one of my partners in Giant Size Team Up Network. He messaged him directly, accusing him of being behind this and Brian being the adult that he is and the professional podcaster that he is. He got mad, but he brought it back and he said a simple email was all it took to say, okay, if I was behind this, the two shows I actually co-host that were nominated from the Helicarrier and Breaking the Panel would have won because I'm actually on those shows. I'm not behind it. It comes down to a fan of the show, of their shows, of Frog Pants and Diamond Club. A dedicated fan built this app for them to use and won't let anybody else use it because we asked. We asked nicely, say, hey, can we use your app too? And like, no, sorry, this is for them because he loves them. He wants it for them. Fair fucking enough. All right, man, I got you. Cool. And it was the fans saying that. It was not the network's. They didn't build it. They didn't ask for it. Are you going to use a tool? Of course you're going to use a tool, especially when it doesn't break any rules or the spirit of the awards, which I'll get into. That's why I mocked that. So after, I, I don't know exactly the timeline, but after Ibbitt said it's, it was Frog Pants and Diamond Club, here's the story. Here's how it worked. And Ibbitt says you can see both sides of it. I can't necessarily see both sides of it. You're a fucking crybaby if you're crying because you lost because somebody who's bigger and better than you won. If you listen to any of their shows, they're top-notch shows. It's not like they got some janky-ass motherfucker who had a laptop and a microphone built in who said ums and uhs the whole time and had errors and was a train wreck to win. No, they got they have shows that have high production value that are professionals at what they do that are highly entertaining and well-refined to win. I can easily say the shows that beat me are... I, Slightly better than me, if I'm going to be honest. They're slightly better than me. Do I think I have a chance at winning against them? Sure, if I have the same audience. If And, and give me a couple of years, or less, hopefully, you know, to build the same audience. And yeah, we'll go toe-to-toe. And in that time, I'll be refining my craft even more. And I'll be becoming better at what I do. And if we were put, basically what I'm saying, if, yeah, if we're literally on even ground, you have a, a, an academy of people, perhaps, peers, who judge you solely on your content, and not a popularity contest because you have a much larger audience than mine, yeah, I got a shot at beating you because I believe in everything I do, and I think I'm just as good as you. However, they're good shows, and they won. So I don't know the timeline, but that that happens. He, he hit up Ibit, and Ibit responded. In public, on Twitter, he started dragging Frog Pants and Diamond Club through the mud. I think there's some places on Facebook as well. Then it came to a private group that I'm a part of, and this is where I first really saw it where a fan of them basically said, be careful what you're saying. 
you're accusing people of cheating when they're not cheating and you're you're being wrong. And then, man, the explosion from that with Todd Cochran, the face of the podcast awards, turning into a petulant child and, and just being ugly and nasty. And people were being ugly and nasty back. It became an ugly, nasty battle of things being said. And, I mean, just accusations and not backing. I mean, Todd was not backing off of that, period. They are cheaters. He apparently threatened to ban them. And he apparently, at some points, I, I don't think he threatened to take away their awards. Somebody else mentioned, you should take their wins away. And Todd's like, no, we're going to let it stand this year. But next year, there's going to be some major changes and this and that and the other. And and somebody somebody said it before. I, I don't get involved, so I'm not going to say anyway there. But somebody said, what what good would it be taking their, their wins away? There are no trophies. Saying that you're an award-winning podcast does not put shit on the table. It doesn't bring you any money. It doesn't bring you any acclaim. It's just like when you see – now, it might affect some people, but it's just like when you see Oscar-nominated so-and-so in this movie. Who cares? Are you going to see the movie because you want to see the movie? Yes or no? You know, I, I, it's a great little marketing tool. Uh, now, in the movie and TV acting realm, when you're always trying to get that next job, yeah, getting Oscar nominated or Academy Award nominated or whatever nominated even for what you did is a boost to your resume. But this is podcasting. I'm still sitting in my basement in my makeshift studio. That wouldn't be embarrassed to actually have video cameras in because it's a basement and it's homemade. But you you hear what I give you. I'm not trying to find my next. If I want to find my next podcast, I start one. There's no hiring and firing a podcast. Podcast One, Blog Talk Radio, uh, any other network, Frog Pants, Diamond Club. Now, Podcast One, I believe, pays their people. So that's why I led with them. Blog, uh, Blog Talk Radio does not directly pay their people, but they definitely give us uh, an opportunity to advertise and make some money on it they don't give a shit if you've been podcast nominated podcast one isn't going to pick me up because i've been nominated for i don't know six seven years in a row now with different shows i've done they don't care what they want to know is how much of an audience am i going to bring to them and how much money they can make off of me podcast award podcast nominated doesn't mean a damn thing so that was said i was like bragging rights who Really? Who gives a shit? And I'm saying this to myself. I'm saying this to myself because I realize I've put way too much weight on this system. I've put way too much value on this system. If I had won, it would have been a big deal. And it was a huge deal for me to lose. And I had to think about that in my life and going, why is it such a huge deal for me to lose personally? Why am I sitting here being a little depressed about it? Why am I not focused on what will actually do some good in my life? What will do some good for my show? Why am I not focused on reaching a bigger audience, doing a better show, helping more people out, connecting, getting... If I'm an entrepreneur, which is what I am, if this is a business, which is exactly what I say it is, why am I focused on trying to win some award that really will do nothing to grow my business? It'll do nothing to put money on the table. It'll just be, a, and this year I'd have to put money out of my pocket to get the trophy. I'd have to buy it myself, which is a damn joke. Why am I wasting my time and energy chasing something that does nothing? And I think that's what we ultimately have to ask here. Why are we making a controversy over something that does nothing? Why are we being angry and dragging this thing through the mud? And, and, and Todd is destroying contacts and ties that he had with with 
the community with this. I mean, it's a very divisive way to handle it. I don't think there's much controversy. I think there's sure there's something to be addressed here. Where do you where are you going to fall on this? Are you going to address and make a new rule next year? Whatever. But the way it's handled has made it controversial, and it is it is splitting the community on them about you know about the podcast awards. It's splitting it down the middle. Let me give you some more insight on the podcast awards, and this is where I really feel that Todd has missed the mark. And again, Todd, if you ever listen, which I I don't think you will, and. And here's the other reason why I try to hes- I hesitate to say anything negative in public because it's not a conversation. I can't just express something education. You know, uh, 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 I can't have an educated comment on this necessarily. I can't say no. I understand what you're saying. Oh, that's a different way of doing it. Blah 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 blah. But some things need to be called shit for shit. And the podcast awards, dude, they're shit. You haven't taken it seriously, and you think you have, and it breaks my heart because. You've proven over and over again you don't take it seriously, and I'm going to get to the production level in a, in a minute and why I say that. But he, two insights I got in this whole battle that went on in this podcast group, there's two things he said. Early on, he said, you know, a third outside party had approached me and wanted to buy the podcast awards for me, and I said no because I felt that they would take all the goodwill I had built up with the podcast awards and use it for their own means. Now I wish I'd just taken the money and walked away. And I, I mean, I, it, in my seat, I sat back and went, what the fuck are you talking about? Are you serious? Goodwill? You're way too close to your own Kool-Aid, man, to, to understand any of what was going on at all. Because I've been involved with the podcast awards almost since the beginning. Uh, there was... Bear Crawling got nominated early on, but I don't know if there were multiple awards early on or not. But I know when I did Bear Crawling, which is about three years into podcasting, because I did another two other shows before that that were just really bad. And I don't remember if they got nominated or not, but I do remember Bear Crawling and it got nominated the first year I was out. So it was probably third or fourth year into the podcast awards. I, I, I remember a bunch of things going on. So there might have been multiple awards, but I got nominated really early for an award. And you had categories like couples cast and pod safe music and, and stuff like that. It's stupid. But it was what it was then. Um, but even then, it was controversial. It was people were calling it out the big names in podcasting. I use air quotes there because you can be big in the tiniest of ponds, you know. Um, I am the ruler of my house because I'm the biggest, loudest dude here. But nobody else cares, you know. Uh, uh, <laughs> so, but there were people who, who called out there, were, there was a guy, uh, I can't remember his name. I'm not exactly sure what his show was called. Something about music. It wasn't musician school or that's Dave Jackson. It was a different one, but I don't like him. The guy was an asshat and I honestly don't know how much he's around anymore or not, but he was very in your face and, and he's just ugly about things. And he actually bought a website called podcastcirclejerk.com. And linked it to the podcast awards. So if you went to Podcast Circle Jerk, you would redirect it to the awards. Uh, and that was actually in the What I Believe day. So that was in the second year, first or second year of podcasting that that happened. There's always been controversy around this, Todd. There's always been a lot of people. There's a huge section of the community that hates what you do here. That will every year call you out on it. That get in your face about it. And you've said yourself that you have you get hate mail from 
audience members of certain podcasts and from podcasters who rail that they didn't get nominated and, and they call you ugly names. What goodwill are you talking about? I don't understand where you're seeing here the goodwill of the podcast awards. No, it's been highly controversial and I've been I've chosen to ignore it up until this point. Because I thought what you were doing was a, a better thing. Now I get more insight on why you're doing what you're doing. All good intentions paved the road to hell. And I believe you're well-intentioned on this. Because here's the other insight I got from him directly. So as this battle's going on and it's getting further and further down the line, down the stream on Facebook, there was a thing where he said, somebody said, was it a runaway? Did they blow out the awards? You know, what was it? And he goes, you know, I've never shared the, I don't share the numbers, but I'm tempted to do it now. And I, the one comment I made, which is a factual, a, a plain question, I went, I've always wondered why you haven't shared the numbers. So he actually responded to me directly on that feed to that question and said, because in the first year he shared the numbers and it caused fights and, and enmity and people argued and to keep the peace, he decided to hold the numbers and instantly went, oh, I see the mistake now, and this is why I have to step away from the awards. I don't want any part of it anymore. Now, if my audience nominates me, that's great. But I, as of right now, the way I stand on it is, oh, man, this thing is going to be a train wreck, and it's it's bad production value, and it's done for the wrong reasons. Good intentions, man. Good intentions. You intended to build a community. You intended to bring people together over something. But what you did was try to control human beings. When you decide, instead of, in that moment, in that moment, when people get angry, it's like, you know what? We don't have to do an award. But here, you know what? Screw you guys. I'm going to do it anyway. I don't care what you think. I'm going to put the numbers out there every time. If you don't like it, go back to your, just consistent. If you don't like it, go back to your audience. You don't like it, go back to your audience. You don't like it, go back to your audience. Or don't play in my ball game. But instead, you try to control and hide things. I want to know my numbers and votes and know how hard, I needed to work next time to where I'm missing the mark. I've had a friend of mine who, well, this was his first time in it this year. And he asked Todd directly to have a blank judging sheet, not one, not his judging sheet, not one filled out for another podcast. Just what are your judging guidelines when you hand it to your judges to say, yes, you're nominated. No, you're not. So we know how to improve our show. That would be goodwill. That would build a goddamn community. Letting us know how to better our shows. Oh, I got 5,000 votes and Diamond Club got 15 million votes. All right. I'm not going to beat them. So maybe I just settle for getting nominated. But he, he, you know, he tries to control. And that, and then I see the reaction he's having where he's just very ugly, very nasty. And people are being nasty to him. Okay. But you're the man using the word cheating. You're the man actively going after these networks and dragging them through the mud. And the, uh, the third thing he said that said to me, you're on the wrong path, my friend. You're doing the wrong thing for the wrong reasons. When you think it's the right thing for the right reasons, you're, you're, you're way off. Is he said, um, shoot, I just lost it. Let me think, let me think, let me think. Uh, oh, the spirit of the awards. When somebody was saying that they didn't cheat, you, they didn't fill out anything, it literally is just a list of suggested shows this is what todd said and i basically quote because i'm not great at remembering exactly how it went but this is the spirit of it was 
He said, the spirit of the awards is for one listener to listen to one show and vote for that show that they listen to. They have, and this is where the number 17 comes in, that 17 shows come together and, and get listeners to vote for a show they've never listened to that's gaming the system and goes against the spirit of the awards. I'm like, oh, what the fuck are you talking about, man? Are you fucking serious right now? You're so close-minded, you don't think we help each other out. You're so close-minded, you don't think people vote for shows they've never listened to just because their family members asked them to, just because a friend does a show, just because somebody like me on a microphone says, hey, go vote for Grammar Girl. She's amazing. You don't think that ever happens? What the fuck? Are you serious? The spirit of the awards. No, when you use the words like spirit of the awards, you're controlling. You're trying to make people do what you want exactly the way you want it instead of leading which is exactly what you could have done. You could have led the charge, and this is what I thought you were doing for a number of years. Leading the charge to say, hey, this is what we're going to do. We're going to come together. We're going to make this thing so that no matter what, so a big show can help a little show. So that angry chicken who wins many years, and they're an amazing show. They do a great job. They beat us every year in gaming. So that maybe angry chicken could say one year, or when they become legacy or whatever, they just decide to. They go, hey, go vote for our friends over from the Helicarrier. And their audience may never listen to our show, but they'll go vote. You know how many shows I voted for in the gay and lesbian uh, podcast, uh, that that 10-show group uh, that I never listened to? I don't listen to any of those. I voted because they had some great names. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to throw – because I don't listen to those shows. It's not my market. I have nothing against it. I'm just not interested. And I don't listen. So – I'm never going to vote for any show in there as a listener. But I look at, man, that's a great title. I'm going to give you a vote today. That's a great title. Politics. Actually, I don't vote in politics because I hate politics or religion. I don't vote in that either. But when it came down to uh, technology, I voted for, uh, or TV and entertainment, I voted for Cord Killers. And technology, I believe I voted for uh, the Audacity Podcast because I know those guys. I don't listen to their shows, but I know those guys. I gave them my support. That's mine to give. I don't vote in political elections because it's my power, and there's nobody I can get behind. This year, especially in the U.S., is ridiculous. That's a whole other show about politics and religion. We're going to do that. Politics, religion, and insurance, how it's all a scam. Now there's faith. There's, and I know I just upset a fuck ton of people. <laughs> but we'll have that discussion. We'll have that discussion when it comes to I'll tell you my story. It'll make sense. But when it comes to this kind of controversy, I just realized – with the way he's at, oh, that's why you're so angry, so upset. You're you're lashing out because you felt like it should become this dictatorship vision. Now, you don't call it a dictatorship, but that's what it is. It's your singular vision of what the podcast community should be, and it's not. And let's, let's go back to the signs and what I missed, and here's the lessons I've learned from this. The lessons I've learned is... People will always, I mean, I know, I know this mentally, but I just got hammered home again this time. People will always show you who they are. The first time I saw the podcast awards with my own eyes was three years ago, I guess. Three awards ago, maybe four years ago, because there was a gap here last year because of New Media Expo and some shit that went down. Um, that was this year. I don't know. It was when Mordent and I first went to New Media Expo whatever that first year was, about three, maybe four years ago. And we were nominated as as a, a show, as Success Freaks. And we got a 50% discount the tickets to New Media Expo. And we ended up going. 
And I went to that show. And in that show, they had Leo Laporte, a big name, period. I mean, he's a big name in the world. And he's a big name in, in podcasting. And they had Leo Laporte host it. And Todd Cochran always has to be a part of it. And that's another mistake you make, sir, is you don't have to be a part of what you do. You don't have to have your face in everything. You can work some things from behind the scenes. and Or maybe hire somebody to do a better job because this it's it sucked from the beginning. And we're sitting there in Vegas in a packed out room, standing room only room with Leo Laporte presenting the awards. And he Leo's doing a great show. He's a good host. And Todd's off to the side with the trophies. And he's got the clicker to change the slide from, you know, the nominees are to the winner. And at least three different times in that fucking show, he set the clicker down or somehow accidentally hit the button because one of those clickers has a trigger on it that moves the slide. And the second that little port started to go and the nominees are, he set the thing down, there's the winner instantly. No buildup, no nothing. And, of course, he was embarrassed. Todd was embarrassed the first time. It happened two to three more times after that. And I, even then I was like, what the hell? I, even I know, fucking stop hitting the button. Stop putting it down. Hold it a very special way. Now your only job is to protect that goddamn button so you're not ruining your own award show. And he didn't do it at all. He laughed. He kind of made apologies. He blamed the clicker. But he never changed his behavior to fix the problem. The next year that I saw the awards... New Media Expo was buying them, and ultimately that did not go through, but they were purchasing them. So New Media Expo was in charge, and now it's on the stage. And now it's it's a big production value, and, this and, that, and, and the presentations went off well, but because New Media Expo was a whore, Rick Calvert's a whore. That's, that's the bottom line. He always went for the biggest names possible and he didn't care what you did or what you might add or not add to the community. He wanted you because he thought you were a big name and you might bring some big money to the table. And he basically essentially leased out the podcast awards to podcast one podcast one sponsored it. They, they got their own ad in it. Their two hosts, you know, the two hosts of the awards were hosts on that network who knew nothing about our community. Now, one of them, Sex with uh, Emily. Emily did come up naturally through the community, but the other one was Chris Jericho. He's a great host. They shit-canned him into doing it a way he wasn't used to, and it, it, was a bad, it was a bad hosting job. And they did fucking ads twice, live from the stage, where literally he had to read about this fucking sponsorship about underwear. Go to so and so and so and so underwear because and we're going. Are you fucking kidding me? In the middle of an award show, you're reading an ad from the stage. What the fuck? Are you serious? Now this is not taught, but this is yet another misstep in the podcast awards. They did two ads from the stage, but technically production level it ran a little bit better than what Todd can do. Or has done in the past. I'm like, okay, this year, Todd's got it back. So we missed a year because controversy and other stuff. But this year, Todd has it back. And he's running it. The rules have changed. There's a $10 entry fee. That's going to keep out some riffraff. Absolutely. There, he, He's got a host. The host showed that's great. You know, he, he's hands-on. And it's from his studio. So you don't have to worry about it. Now, the other thing that I've been really upset about with the Podcast Awards is how much he bitches that people don't come. When before, you know, I, I don't know what it was like before New Media Expo. 
you know, how, how they did it or, or what. But New Media Expo, you're talking about $1,500 or more, depending on when you got your tickets to go. You're talking about hotel room. You're talking about flight. You're talking about a whole lot of stuff to put in to an award that anybody can get nominated for. And he says this year even he bitched about how he's still sitting on trophies that people haven't claimed. Are, are you serious? I figured you would have mailed those to them, shipped it to them. That's what you do. Oh, wait, no, you spend $260 on a trophy that somebody may or may not come and pick up. And I emphasize trophy because I'm like, are you shit? 260 bucks? Who the fuck are you buying this trophy from? Are you getting kickbacks? Because seriously, you can get a $60 trophy. Or you know what? You can be like the big boys. The big boys use one generic trophy, one that they hand out to each winner. And as the winner comes off stage, they hand it back. Maybe they use two or three, but it's a generic trophy with nothing written on it. And they hand it back because they get the real award later. Oh, my God. That would save you so much money. Oh, really? Ding. Seriously. If you're going to do a live award, you do one and you hand it to people and they hand it back. And then afterwards, you get it engraved. You get it made and you get it shipped to them because that's the right thing to do. And it still saves you money because Jesus Christ, you should be buying $60, $70 trophies, not $260 trophies. Seriously, dude. And then the people who show up, I, I, I mean, I don't know what to do. They, they, now I'm digging into actual running it. I have no idea. I don't want to run it. Uh, but that's what I saw. It was, it was still a joke. The spirit of the awards was still a joke because it's like, oh my God, we cannot get good production value. You're talking about people who are nominated like myself and Dave Jackson who take what we do fucking seriously. We produce the shit out of our shows. We, we, we are professional podcasters. Brian Ibbett and I had just had that talk before the award show about how we're professional podcasters. We take it seriously. We put every effort we can to look great, to present the best foot forward to our audience, to our business, to our clients, to our world. We want to sound the best. We've invested our own money and time and lots of time to refine what we do, to build what we have, to have the studios that we do have. And they're not fancy. I mean, I, I'm serious. If you were to try to bring a reality show to my studio, I'd be like, no, it, it, it looks like shit. It looks like what I live in. You know, it, it doesn't, it's not what, when you see me, it's not what you see. Because who I am is not what I do. Who I am is not where I live. Who I am is the rock out of podcasting, this awesome professional podcaster who takes it seriously and wants to better the community and wants to change my life and yours. But when you see, you know, you, you have your own mental expectations. I don't, I'm not going to spend a ton of money to make my studio look good because it's pointless because it doesn't affect what I do. It doesn't make my show any better to have it look like a professional studio and put out tons of money to do that. And when I see people boasting about their, their new studio and how they built it and, and I'm like, I, and that's great if that's what you really wanted and that's what you need, but that's a lot of money that doesn't change the fact that you have a microphone to talk on the radio or the podcast. It doesn't building that studio doesn't make your audience grow. And that's something I'm really taking home is what's important about what I do. What's important about being a professional podcaster. What's important about being an entrepreneur. What will grow the business? And if it doesn't fit into that circle, it's not even a Venn diagram. If it doesn't fit into that circle, then I don't need to do it. Podcast awards, I don't need to do it. Because let's get to the production value. And let's get to what some people have said to me since I didn't win. Watch the show that Todd put on, and it starts off pretty decently. It starts off on time, which has actually been a problem in the past. But it started off on time. 
and the guy, the host he got uh, was from some wrestling show. I, I missed the guy's name. Very entertaining. He, he caught my attention. He was fun. I'm like, yeah, this is a fun guy. I, I like what he's doing with the show. He's having fun with it. He's joking around. And he has a certain audio quality. Then I'm like, okay, cool. You know, I can dig that. And then Todd's on the show. And so the camera switches. And here's Todd's high-def camera and super high-def microphone, which makes your host look like shit on a production value. Because he had maybe a high-def camera, but it's one that was essentially mounted on the top of his laptop. He had, I don't know what kind of microphone, but it wasn't nearly as good as Todd's. And so hearing Todd's blatantly made that obvious. Much like on from the Helicarrier, when we first had Paul Klotz on, he had a headset mic, and, and Brian and I both talking to high-end microphones. It was a huge difference. And so you had that going on. And I, immediately I was taken aback going, oh, Jesus. Then he had presenters who couldn't get their cameras on and couldn't do their thing. He had other presenters who got their cameras on but was talking into – a, a plain old gaming headset and it sounded like it so you have that cheesy ass bullshit going on and they want to go oh so and so host this great show over here do, 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 do. and here they are on camera and they're home and that's fine i mean I, when i if i had my camera for the except this word i would have had you know my my background that i've built behind me in case i do need the camera to make it look a little better uh, but it would have been you know fine it's not not the studio that uh <laughs> that brian brushwood has and that's fine but then you talk like you're on an airplane. You know, it's, it's that very compressed, very headphony gaming microphone. I'm like, are you serious right now? Then when they had some people call in, they had tech issues. They had people just staring at the camera. They, 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 it was a joke. It became such a train wreck. And Todd didn't seem to care. He didn't seem to give a flying fuck about the production level. He's not coming out after the awards talking about, man, that was an embarrassment. Because it's an embarrassment. It was a fucking embarrassment to have an award show that I worked hard on. I worked hard to get nominated. I worked hard to have my fans vote for me. And I'm telling my guys, hey, tune in and let's watch. And my guys are going, what the hell is this? This is monkey fucking a football, man. This is shit. This, this is so below par of what we do with our basic shows. With our most basic shows, this is so below par of what we do. What the hell are you having us watch this for? Not to mention we didn't win, but that's a whole, I mean, that's a whole different thing. You're not taking it seriously. You're taking the wrong thing. You're taking the control factor. And you think, sir, that you are trying to lead the community and you're trying to push. And one thing I've learned in my almost 12 years of doing this now is when your audience pushes back, when your audience explodes, when you think you're doing something in the closest people to you, the people who have helped you out the most, say no. Or they pull back, and then it's time to start thinking about what you're doing. One of your biggest supporters was Frog Pants Studios. One of your biggest supporters was Brian Emmett. But because he's tied to Frog Pants Studios and because you accused him of things, I don't know if they're going to support you anymore or not. I mean, it's not for me to know. It's not my business. But as an outsider looking in, because I don't discuss this kind of thing with Brian. It's his business. We're friends, and I'll, I'll get the friend version. But as far as his business decisions, they're, they're his. I don't know what they are. But so from a business outsider looking in, if it were me, I'd burn you to the ground because they did exactly what you wanted them to do. They motivated their audience and they won. And for some reason, that's not good enough. But here's the last thing I want to say before I get out of here. The biggest point I bring home, because I did rant a little bit. I did say some negative things that maybe needed to be said. I don't know. But the point is lead by example. 
this is what I'm trying to do always with everything I do in podcasting, with everything I do in business, with what I do in my family and my home. Lead by example. If I, and I have had this conversation with some of my co-hosts on my show. If I want you to stop swearing on my show, I'm going to lead by example and I'm going to elevate my conversation, hoping that you will follow. And I have open conversations with you about it and I listen. See, that's the other thing. I listen to your side of it. I hear what you're saying. It's different than what I think this should be. So instead of me going, this is mine and holding it tightly, I want a product that all of us can be a part of. Otherwise, I want to kick you out, right? By, by nature. No, this is mine. I want it this way. Well, if you don't want it that way, you're going to walk off. Essentially me kicking you out. Or it's going to come to a head. I'm going to tell you to get out. So what do I want? I want this. And in every conversation, this, of course, is defined differently. But when you talk to people, you say, this is what I want. What do you want? And we see what, if we can get what we want together. That's how you lead. That's how you actually build up goodwill. New Media Expo actually built up good a lot of goodwill because they really brought us together. They really gave us an opportunity to, to connect and to further our seriousness about being professionals, to further our seriousness about growing the industry of what podcasting is. It's time to grow up. What New Media Expo failed to do was realize who we really were and how we should grow up and become an industry. They thought big names, big money, big shiny, shiny was going to work, and it failed miserably. And then the way that was handled exploded massively. That name is dead. I believe somebody's trying to still bring a conference back, but it's going to be, it's going to be almost nothing at least the first year, because that name is so horrible right now because of how they handled everything. The podcast awards, I think they're done. They're done for me because I went with, with I'm going to quote Paul Klotz. He goes, dude, I didn't want to say anything to you because you and Brian were so into this. But when I first went to the site, I went, this is a shit show. This is a shit show. The way this is, the way they make us do it, this is shit and people aren't going to want to do it. And I wouldn't have been able to hear him had he said it before all this happened. I would have said, no, 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 just do it. It's fine. We have a chance. And even when he said he didn't think we're going to win, I said, no, we always have a chance to win. And that's how I live my life. I always have a chance to win. And Brian believes the same thing. We have a chance to win. And we believe we probably took second or third. Depending, I'd love to see the numbers. But we believe we got pretty high up out, out of 10. Now, you're talking about still thousands of nominations. We made it into the top 10. That's pretty badass. Is that bragging rights? No. Who gives a damn outside of that tiny-ass little community on that page? Nobody gives a damn. Putting podcast award nominated on my resume doesn't mean shit to anybody. It's time to grow up. And this is what I said to them, to Kotz, to Wisdom, to Ibit, to, to – I don't remember if Mike was there, but Mike, you're hearing it now. Here's what I decided to do all, all this. One, stay out of the fight. You know, my comments on the controversy being what they are uh, because of where our world needs to go, to where our – our businesses need to go to where our community needs to go. I wanted to point out the fallacies and why we're getting caught up in this controversy. It's controversy because weak people handled it, handled it weakly. I saw Brian Abbott's response to all this. Very professional. So good. So good. I saw Megan Enloe's response to this, who runs that group. So good. Very professional. And the both had the same gist of, okay, you've had your say. You've, you've had the fight. Let's take a breath. Let's stop talking about it here now. And 
you all go make your own decisions outside of this, of what you're going to do going forward. I don't know what those decisions are at this point officially. And that's what they both said. Let's take a deep breath. It's sad to see that this has happened in our community. This is only going to tear everybody apart. There's nothing good about this at all. So stop fighting over it. Let's step back and take a breath. My response to clots and wisdom and, and to my team, my dedication to my business is this. No more am I going to be a part of anything that's a quote-unquote shit show. The second I see something that goes, nope, that's not the way it should be done, I will confer with people. It's never just going to be my decision. But I will confer with my partners, with my friends, and say, hey, what do you think? And let them give me a perspective. And once we agree, we we're going to walk away because it's time to be serious. It's time to take what we do seriously. When we have President Obama sitting on a podcast and we're putting on shit shows like the Podcast Awards, there's something wrong here. I, I am friends with Jim Brewer. I help run a lot of his digital stuff. And he has a podcast, and I almost got him to nominate his podcast. I almost got him to see if he would be the host of the podcast awards. And for whatever reason, I didn't. I just lost it out of my mind, or I went to Giant Size Team Up and focused on that, or maybe the universe fucking protected my ass because I'm sitting here in that sh this show going, oh, my God, if I had Jim watch this, I would feel like he would never trust me again. I would feel... Like he is good and serious about what he is so serious about his business and what he does. And the podcast is part of that. And his album is part of that. And everything else he's doing is part of that. And I would feel like, oh my God, I can't believe you had to see that. And I would just apologize. And I would have felt so much worse. And I'm so glad he didn't see it. And that tells me it is time to walk away. It is time for us as podcasters to grow the fuck up, to be serious about what we do in all aspects. How are you going to make money? Are you going to make money taking it from other people? I could teach you the podcast. I don't know about that. Are you going to, how are you going to rival? How are you going to rival Rush Limbaugh? How are you going to rival Joe Rogan, who has his own podcast? How are you going to touch that? But being serious about what you do. When I say I can be the next Nerdist, I can be the next Kevin Smith, I can fill a gap that they're not filling. I'm fucking serious about it. And from now on, that's what you're going to get from me. Somebody who's serious about what they do. And you got a lot of that before, but I'm just reiterating to everybody. It has to uplift us. It has to move the business forward. It has to benefit our community. No more taking from the community. No more saying, please go vote 15 times a day for five days. No, sir. What you're going to get from me is we'll better you and you. <laughs> we, I'm going to leave that in. <laughs> we will better you as a listener. By you helping us here, we will all grow together. That's what you're going to get. All right. You know what? That's it. I'm, I'm a little over time. Uh, not that we constrict this, but Mike, the producer, has stuff he's got to do, and I try to respect his time. So uh, with that being said, check me out, Rock Got a Podcasting on Facebook, Rock Got a Pod at Twitter, or at Rock Got a Pod on Twitter. And you can email me, bearkong at gmail.com. Go to charlesmcfall.com. There's a speak pipe there. Give me your question. Give me what you would like me to answer and talk about. Uh, ask me anything, and I will answer it. Bearcrawling at gmail.com, and of course, charlesmcfall.com. You'll have the speak pipe there. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs>